Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is owning our power. There is one feeling we need to pay particular attention to in recovery, feeling victimized. We do not need to become comfortable with that feeling. How do we feel when we've been victimized? Helpless, rageful, powerless, frustrated. Feeling victimized is dangerous, often it can prompt us into addictive or other compulsive behaviors. In recovery, we're learning to identify when we're feeling victimized, when we are actually being victimized, and why we're feeling victimized. We're learning to own our power, to take care of ourselves, and to remove ourselves as victims. Sometimes owning our power means we realize we are victimizing ourselves and others are not doing anything to hurt us. They are living their lives as they have a right to, and we are feeling victimized because we're attempting to control their process, or we're unreasonably expecting them to take care of us. Yeah, codependency at a heart of it, I'm seeing is a lot of attempting to control something and you know, having unreasonable expectations. Back to the reading. We may feel victimized if we get stuck in a codependent belief such as, Other people make me feel, others hold the key to my happiness and destiny, or I can't be happy unless another behaves in a particular way or a certain event takes place. This is another reason why I love Melody Beatty. She really gives clear, distinct examples of what is codependent thinking. You know, other people make me feel, or I can't be happy unless this person, you know. And, you know, I think also growing up in kind of a dysfunctional family, there is that notion of, like, I can only be happy, you know, when the authority figure is happy. And, you know, that belief that carries over, you know, into adulthood and, and for many years is just, man, it's just, it's it's hard to think of like the source of, uh, you know, misplaced guilt and shame, I guess. Back to the reading. Other times, owning our power means we realize that we are being victimized by another's behavior. Our boundaries are being invaded. In that case, we figure out what we need to take care of ourselves to stop the victimization. We need to set boundaries. Sometimes a change of attitude is all that's required. We are not victims. This whole reading has been great, but that might be the best part for me, so far at least. Back to the reading. We strive to have compassion for the person who victimized us, but understand that compassion often comes later, after we've removed ourselves as victims in body, mind, and spirit. Body, mind, and spirit. We also, not just mind. We also understand that too much compassion could put us right back into the victim slot. Too much pity for a person who's victimizing us may set up a situation where the person can victimize us again. We try not to force consequences or crisis upon another person, but we also do not rescue that person from logical consequences of his or her behavior. If there is a part that is our responsibility to play in delivering those consequences, we do our part, not to control or punish, but to be responsible for ourselves and to others. We try to figure out what we may be doing that is causing us to feel victimized or what part we are playing in the system, and we stop doing that too. We're powerless over others and their behavior, but we can own our power to remove ourselves as victims. Today, I will take responsibility for myself and show it to others by not allowing myself to be victimized. I cannot control outcomes, but I can control my attitude towards being victimized. I'm not a victim. I do not deserve 
to be victimized. That was a pretty powerful reading. The next reading comes also from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is gratitude. Sometimes in life, things happen too fast. We barely solve one problem when two new problems surface. We're feeling great in the morning, but we're submerged in misery by nightfall. Today was the opposite. Every day we face interruptions, delays, changes, and challenges. We face personality conflicts and disappointments. Often, when we're feeling overwhelmed, we can't see the lessons in these experiences. One simple concept can get us through the most stressful of times. It's called gratitude. You know, I was thinking about when they say spiritual principles can solve all our affairs. You know, gratitude is a spiritual principle. We learn to say thank you for these problems and feelings. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of uh, uh, that, that uh, man, I can't remember him, the Navy SEAL guy. Uh, my mind is blank when he's like, good. You know, so, so such and such happened, good. Gives you an opportunity to learn. Gives you an opportunity to bring your higher power in it. Anyways, thank you for the way things are. I don't like this experience, but thank you anyway. I will reread that. One simple concept can get us through the most stressful of times. It's called gratitude. We learn to say thank you for these problems and feelings. Thank you for the way things are. I don't like this experience, but thank you anyway. Force gratitude until it becomes habitual. Gratitude helps us stop trying to control outcomes. It is the key that unlocks positive energy in our life. Just going to pause and think about things that I'm grateful for today. Melody Beatty's one of them. Back to the reading. Is, it is the key that unlocks positive energy in our life. It is the alchemy that turns problems into blessings and the unexpected into gifts. Today, I will be grateful. I will start the process of turning today's pain into tomorrow's joy. Now, the next reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is recreation. Yet our children and relationships were still mired in our dysfunction. We recreated the abandonment and loss of our own childhood. Many of us tried to raise our families differently, but without ACA or another type of intervention, we were like our parents. We could only give what we had. This meant we made a lot of wrong choices. We may even have become alienated from our children, finding that they resented us, just as we resented our parents. ACA presents us with a choice. Stay and get better in a way that might someday repair our relationships or feel hopeless and continue to fill ourselves with self-blame and shame. Wow. Shame I've seen, but the self-blame. If we choose ACA, we must let go of the fact that we didn't find help earlier when it could have prevented so much pain. We accept that change takes time, so we get our heads on straight and concentrate on taking care of ourselves. This is such a privilege of doing a podcast like this is just to remember how important these groups are in my life. Back to the reading. We accept the change that takes time so we get our heads on straight and concentrate on taking care of ourselves. As we're ready, we learn to be present in a healthy way for our children. If we are separate from them, we hope they come back to us. But if they don't, we continue to love them and pray they find their way. On this day, I will take care of myself first. Only then Will I be available to my family if they ask for emotional support? And before, I didn't exactly know what myself first means, but I think one of the things, you know, they talk about halts, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and serious. One of the things I'm just seeing is just flat out rest. 
you know, and, you know, part of that, like, codependent way of thinking is to sacrifice your self-care for validation or for control or for whatever from other people. Back to, and that is codependence. Back to the readings. That was the end of that reading. Sorry about that. And then the next reading is also from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. And the topic is New Way of Life. We asked the adult child considering ACA to look at the program as a way of life that will unfold over time bringing rich rewards of emotional relief and self-acceptance. We took all of the abuse we could and still thought it was our fault. What was it we were doing wrong anyway? What was it that made us feel so different and defective? Why couldn't we just be like the rest of the people in our family and just take endless amounts of abuse without seeming to care? Why were we so wimpy? And where did negative feelings like anger get us anyway? Before ACA, we may have been in other programs that helped us, but where certain feelings may have been minimized. This is very true in my case. This made us feel like we were back in a place where we had to shut parts of ourselves off. Speaking of what, I love this parts of ourselves. And uh, internal family systems is something that um, you know I, I certainly will look into, I think, as part of my recovery. Back to the reading. We might have been told that talking, taking it to God was the only important thing. That may work for many people, but we realized it wasn't enough for us. Now, with the help of ACA and the people we have learned to trust, we can accept the value of all our feelings. We especially accept our anger and no longer run from it, knowing it can help teach us where our boundaries should be. We talk to others who are in touch with their feelings in a healthy way and can really hear us when we express our emotions. We know we are in the right place where healing takes place. On this day, I will realize my emotions are part of a gift from my higher power, a gift called me. And that concludes today's readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, and to love myself.